Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, you know, all the stuff that was on television at the time, Star Trek, all those things were good. I mean, the only thing that really started to hook me in maybe a little bit was X-Files later on. Yes. But I couldn't collect anything with X-Files because I figured, what are you going to do? If you buy a prop from the show, it's what, a file cabinet? You know, it's a cell phone. What are you going to do for props? And but then a Zena cigarette. Came along. And Zena <laughs> was like, oh my gosh, you got swords. You got stuff that you can actually decorate with, you know? So I kind of got into it that way. So, so you, so you got into it because you like collecting stuff as well, or what, how do you connect no, with? No, it's because once you go into a show deep enough, you want more than just to watch it. You know, you want a part of it. And so, Xena was probably the first, well, first or second, maybe the second show, because my first show, my very first love and big love in science fiction was Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Oh you know, yes. My sense of humor. That's my kind of show. That's my comfort food. And they almost ruined Farscape for me. Because uh, Sci-Fi canceled Mystery Science Theater 3000 to make room for Farscape on their schedule. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sucks. And I was very angry. Oh, I'm lucky we made the cut in your in your imagination. Other, oh, that's a tough. That's tough. Sorry. Well, what happened that's... Is I watched the first episode of Farscape when it came on because I was grumbling to myself when I said, <laughs> "What are they replacing my favorite show with?" You know, and then I saw the whole show, the first episode, Ben Browder, and I'm going, "Okay, obviously they get a good-looking lead guy. That's the direction they're going with." You know, all this snazzy special effects and I thought okay they want a high budget show they don't want my poor little mystery science theater on so <laughs> by the end of that first showing I was like eh it's okay hmm. and I didn't watch it again until I was flipping channels months <laughs> later and I just happened to turn it on and there was nothing on and I saw Family Ties was showing yeah. and I'm like okay good place to tune in right the season cliffhanger but I started watching it and I go, oh, this is pretty good. It's got so many things going on in the story. You've got, you know, Crace with Talon and you've got Chiana talking to Crichton. And that was another thing is my first time seeing Chiana because obviously you weren't in the first episode. So I saw Chiana and it's immediately it was like, well, who is that? <laughs> yeah, who's this great person? So she hooked me along with stories and all the intricate writing that was going on. And I was just sold from then on, you know, Farscape. It was okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'll stick with it. The guys, Captain wants to know how long did the editing of the Poison video take? I have such a process. So I think I have like a little ADD or something because I get immensely frustrated and easily tired of doing something within five minutes of starting it. You know, it's like when I edit, it's like I put the music and make a couple of shots and I might put it away for like a day. I'll come back and I'll look at what I've got and usually I say, oh, I don't like that. So I'll change it a little bit, what I've already got. You know, I keep fiddling with what I've started with and then I'll put like maybe one or two more shots, like second and a half I go that's it I'm done for the day and now I'll, I'll pick it up again the next day do maybe a second and a half more so it's just this constant little process now how, how long how long would it take to so you so you uh, just do bits and pieces as you go along you don't do it in one one whole si sitting no I try to find mm -hmm. a song that naturally fits you know if the lyrics go if if the mood of the music fits and I can immediately think of episodes, then that makes it easier. I can think of, oh, I could use a shot from here, I could use a shot from here. But a lot of times it's just, I don't have an idea until I start. And once I start getting the first few, 10, 20 seconds, then I can see where it's going. I say, oh, this is kind of how it's feeling. This is where it's going. This is the rhythm. You know, this is what I need to do. So that's the way it works. It's not like I have a concept ahead of time. I have a vague idea, and yeah. then I just go in and start editing whatever fits. And sometimes isn't it it's cool? a happy accident. Yeah, isn't it cool that when you're working on those kind of projects, they almost take 
on their own entity. Like they almost t- you start channeling something else, or they tell they tell us wh- what to do. Like with the music vid that I'm organising and stuff, I'm I just literally put it out to the angels. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm literally guide me, you know. And uh, I, I know you're you're wiser than me. I'm he, I, you know I want to make the best possible thing. But even like before I was tuning into that kind of stuff, like with you know even editing my little bits and pieces, and I'm not nearly as talented as you but you almost need to step away every now and then because you can get into like it's almost like looking at it too closely isn't it everything kind of gets out of focus after a while you need some breathing space usually when i'm editing a video it's like "Eh, i don't like that that didn't work too well but you know deadlines come out because most of my videos i did for the creation con you know the xena videos were when they did the xena conventions and of course, the Farscape ones were when they did the Farscape ones. So you, you have an actual deadline, so that kind of helps. But if, sometimes if I start far enough in advance, it might take me a month, month and a half to do a video. Wow. Just at my leisurely process, you know. But I've done, I think I did one Chiana video. They announced you late for the convention. It was like two weeks before the convention. They're probably go, like, where is she? I was I in Mexico somewhere. video now. So <laughs> I did that like in a week. And, it was a week. I think I did it in a week. And that was the fastest video I've ever done. It was just like boom, 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 boom. boom. Which one was that one? one? popular ones. You've got it. It's uh, Simply Irresistible. I love it. That's got more views than any of my other ones. You're welcome. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, you know... I, I can't uh, tell you, chat room, how many times I've uh, called Paul in the middle of the night from Australia or from London, from who knows where, saying, Paul, I've got a convention, or the Hensons are asking for a cool video, or do you have that shot, or do you remember what episode, or and you, like, psh, that, all the time. You were um, unbelievable. You have radar, because it seems like every time I'm in Las Vegas, you know it and you call me. <laughs> I can smell it. I can smell a good time. I'm like, he's having far too much fun. I must intervene with some stuff. <laughs> First time was a shot because it was the time you wanted a video for Brian Henson for Dragon yes. Con. Yes. And I was in Las Vegas and I didn't hear the phone. So I had like three messages and I'm like picking it up at the end of the day going, three messages from Gigi, what the heck? Where are you? What's the Brian needs a video. <laughs> And then they, so I I gave it to them because I was like, you know, this is, they're like, do you have any cool little moments of Farscape? I'm like, um, do we? I, I know the exact person to speak to. And then I spoke to you and it's such an amazing video, but it got, it's amazing. Like, you, it's huge. Like, I think it goes for like five minutes or something crazy, doesn't it? Goes goes for some time. Which and video was that one? It, it was the one we played at DragonCon after Brian and I did a panel and it feels like it goes for a while or maybe it was just because i was sitting on stage with brian and i just felt because i'm like oh you didn't have to play the whole thing because they literally said oh do you have a couple of moments that you like farscape i'm like yes <laughs> so that was the and then, one that i couldn't go to so i didn't know uh, that you actually played it Dragon oh Ball. we played it and i'm just sitting there and it's so it's phenomenal it's but then it became was, the, the chiana the, show was that the chiana video the living on the edge yes yeah. Yeah. Yes. So thank you, and the Hensons thank you too. You've you've saved uh, uh, Mivonks many times in f- for helping pro- promote lots of different events, and and you also were there. You're you're my go-to man for many many things. Uh, also, uh, you've supported and helped me with a lot of our uh, personal passion projects as well with Nexus and with hashtag like huge huge i probably couldn't have made many of the many of the productions that i've done without you so my idea of being a fan it's like a lot of people call themselves fans of actors but i don't know because they don't do anything that really shows me they're a fan it's like (gasps) yeah if you just want to watch somebody and appreciate their work that's great but it's like oh you know we love you we love you and then it's like when they really need help on a project, nobody's to be found. So it's like, I think that's wrong. I think if you really appreciate somebody for the work they're putting out and the effort they're putting in, and Lord, Lord knows nobody's putting in more effort than you right now trying to <laughs> combat this shutdown and lockdown. You guys are probably like, when's she gonna shut up? <laughs> like, hey, here I am again. 
what's up guys like uh i'll be tucking you in at night hey you want a song <laughs> go away shut up that's why i'm promoting your stuff on facebook because i don't want people to get overloaded of this stuff coming from one person i just want it to spread it around a little bit so we get more exposure you know i mean honestly like you know we've been at enough conventions so so I've, I've said it many times to you personally, uh, you know, drinks at the bar or just hanging out at conventions or over the phone saying, Paul, I'm so happy that Farscape has brought us all together, but obviously I don't want to be, you know, in, in a wheelchair 90 plus still selling the same headshot. I want to make new productions. I want to give you stuff from my heart and soul. I want to, you know, there's so much more than just a, a grey alien and the grey alien I will do to the end of my day. I love her more than anything in the universe, but I also want to show you some other cool stuff from my, 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 my essence. So I'm so so blessed that you guys are so supportive and thank you beautiful subscribers thank you thank you thank you so uh when did when so you've told me many times that you just adore doctor who Look and he's all behind me it's all doctor who paul paul has explained to me doctor who and i'm still like who is a what and then we and you're like okay <laughs> So the point of the story is, is when, when, who can we get from Doctor Who to come on the show? There must be some Whovians out there that we could wrangle Paul. I'm sure that they are, but I'm not really into the behind the scenes on that fandom. What? I just started in 2012, okay? I, I didn't uh, do Doctor Who, even though it's been on the air for, what, 60 years or whatever almost. I haven't, I started watching in 2012 and that was because Ben Browder was in one of the episodes. And I wanted to watch that one episode, but I didn't want to watch just that one episode because I figured I'd be lost. So I went back to where they rebooted or restarted. They didn't reboot. They continued with Christopher Eccleston. I started watching all of those because at the time I Isn't think he, it was on Netflix. He's coming back, right? Isn't he coming? Did I see somewhere that he's coming back? Eccleston? Eccleston? Yeah. Yeah, he's doing the audio plays. Uh, Big Finish does Doctor Who audio plays. You'd probably be good at that. You could mingle with didn't those I, guys at Gallifrey One. I did do Big Finish. Didn't I do Big Finish for Titanic Dreams? I feel like that that was Big Finish. Titanic Why am I Dreams? asking you? What you? What are you? You're my you're, you're my mind. You're my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Titanic Dreams. I know what? Virginia. I thought Hay. you were a fan. I know Virginia Hay did a, a Big Finish with uh, Tom Baker, which I'm impressed with. I feel like I've done a big finish. In the early, early days when I came over for like a Comic Con a million years ago, like in 2000, I feel like, and it was called Titanic Dreams and it was all like, the boy's voice and the girl's voice about the, the ship sinking and all, well, oops, spoiler alert. <laughs> it wasn't Doctor Who though, right? No. Oh, it's, it's big finish Doctor Who, is it? Well, they started out mainly as Doctor Who. Now they're branching out because they've become very popular. Monkey Bum is is gifting subscriptions like there's no tomorrow. We love you, Monkey Bum. Thank you so much for all your beautiful gifts and the lots of love and support. Sorry to she's interrupt. She's just like Paul. constantly interrupting my talk. Is that what yeah, she's she, doing? Yeah, she's she's sabotaging you, Paul. Take her down. Take her down. Just kidding, Monkey. More power to her. Oh man, I love it. I love it. And then uh, like, uh, can you please read the list of? Uh, conventions that you oh. have come to, please, that we've both attended. Because I was like, how the how on earth can you know all this stuff? How does your brain work so efficiently? Well, this is how people know me from the other side. You know, it's like I'm a fan. It's like really weird when people from the show recognize me. And I think you were one of the first. And of course, David Franklin, since he was in Xena and Farscape, I got to see him twice as much. But uh, my first Farscape Con was 2005, and I got hooked there. So in 2005, I did 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, which was the last Creation Con, which unfortunately you weren't there. I don't think at the final convention. Oh yeah, the final. Because Rebecca final, Riggs final, was final. there, and Brian was there, but I don't think you were there. I was big, bigly disappointed, but I don't know if you were shooting <laughs> something back then. Might have been rescue at that time. Maybe. Anyway, after 2011, let's see. Well, we did do FedCon in 2008. You remember FedCon that got shut down halfway through? 
Dallas. Yes. Yeah, we were all stranded there with nothing to do. So then we just w took our cocktails out by the pool and continued the, co the Comic Con out there. We're like, oh, we're here now. <laughs> then Dragon Con in 2012, Phoenix Con 2013, Space City Comic Con in 2015, Space City Comic Con in 2016. And that was another one that went kind of belly up mm. halfway through. Uh, mm. Then the Nexus screening in 2016. Uh, Lake Tahoe in 2017, The Wonderland in Little Rock in 2018, yes. uh, Gallifrey One 2019, Dragon Con 2019, Bar wow. State 20th Anniversary 2019, New York Winter Con 2019, and then the last time I saw you was Gallifrey One this year. This year, yeah, that was pretty much. I mean, other than Iowa. I've only done the two uh, the two conventions in Iowa and Gallifrey. Three conventions. That's like a a re record minimum 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 minimum. Yeah. Like people make fun of me saying that word minimum minimum minimum. That as yeah. a very small amount for me for, for this year. But it's been uh, such a trippy year, huh? Yeah, really. I mean, usually I've been to Dallas like maybe two times for conventions already this year, but not mm. this year. It's like it's all gone. I should be saving money, but I found out I'm spending all my money on Zoom sessions. So oh no, are you all anything. right? <laughs> are you gonna be okay? Maybe we should meet in Zoom and talk about it. <laughs> uh, so uh, the chat room, uh, Semper, Semper Rubi, oh, what a name. Semper Rubi Booby. I, I think I'm saying that probably not right says who is Texodo? I'm fairly new to this stream and I've missed the intro. So let me tell you who Texodo is. Texodo is uh, and Juju has filled filled in as well, I believe. Oh no, sorry, Tripwire has filled people in. He's a moderator and longtime fan, a very dear friend. Uh, so 2005 was the first time that we collided at a creation convention. Creation convention? Yep. Paul? Yep. yep. And uh, you've just been along the journey, a very, very, very awesome friend and an amazing fan and a big supporter as well. And we really, uh, I was sort of, when I started Twitch, I believe I contacted you too, right, Paul, and said, what do you think about this? You know, how long do I have to do it for? How many? And so, so Paul really helped me so much as well with starting the Twitch channel because I'm like, because Jake wanted me to do it like stream wow. like day in and day out and and Paul and I were like I don't think we're gonna do that <laughs> because it's a different kind of audience to your gaming audience kind of thing and that I definitely think that um, like uh, further down the track when I have days where um, Sky can be playing with the in-laws or something or such or, or whatever then I can maybe do some full days that would be fun to play the Farscape video game or or and all that jazz but and then I ran the idea past you, didn't I, Paul, to, set, to see what it, you thought of doing, like, Farscape commentaries. We're like, oh, we'll give it a try. And then it was from that, I believe, that Ricky was watching one. And purely from him saying he was just buffing around in the chat room. And then someone said, right, let's get Ricky on. And then I was like, okay, Ricky... Do you, would you want to come on? He's like, yeah. And then, so it's it, like we were saying, like when you do your editing, it's taken on its own entity because of our beautiful community together. So uh, the the short point of this very long story, Semper, I'm not going to repeat your amazing name again, Semper, is that uh, today is our very, very first Twitch Tribe Highlight Day where we're bringing one of our cool Twitcherinians, Twitch, Twitcherouskis, Twitch members uh, from the chat room and we're inviting them to zoom in and and take the spotlight and everyone's loving your shirt too Paul you're getting yeah, lots of comments I on was your shirt. say that because I'm glad uh, Ricky's not in the chat room today because he's like the owner of these shirts so <laughs> heaven forbid I'd be wearing his trademark <laughs> hey so should I play the one that I was meant to play Paul yeah, why can. start why start now it's the Rigel one okay you're right. not going to see this i'm just flipping over screens for a sec paul while i try and sync it up let me see what i've got here do 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 because you can guarantee i pressed the wrong thing knowing me all right i see i thought i pressed that one uh let's have a look i'll play it for one more second uh, no 
I'm telling you, it's right under the right. When I click it, it goes to the Xena one. So anyway, should I play the a David Franklin video? Sure. Paul. All right, guys. It, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I'm going to play da uh, this very cool David Franklin who plays Bracker, and he's also on Xena. As you can tell, uh, Paul is a huge fan of Xena as well. So here's another amazing video that Paul has made. Whoa. second chances, little girl. As queen of the Amazons, I propose a treaty of peace to Caesar. You surprise me. I accept. One day you're going to have to decide whether you're Caesar's man or your own. Never. I know Caesar. He wouldn't betray a friend. Bobby was a friend. I was once a very good friend of his. But maybe you're special. To Caesar, ruler of all Rome, a peace treaty. Let me pause this. Hang on a sec. Oh, where's our Paul? Let me find him. Here you go. That's amazing, Paul. You're unbelievable. This is it. Like your work is just beautiful. Well, David was easy because he has a very straightforward story in Xena. 
so it's very easy to find episodes. It's a pleasure because you only have a few episodes where you need to pull stuff from. So in a way, it makes it easier. It's like all these series-wide, you know, videos that you make. The hardest ones because you have so much to look through. You know, single character ones are almost easier to do. Hey, can we have a little look around your your sci-fi memorabilia like extravaganza studio you have like you even got we'll themed rooms works. don't you monkey monkey bum is gifting subscriptions like cray cray we love you monkey thank you for being so amazing you're an absolute sweetheart all right here? give us the give us the tour this is a protein robot he, oh, here we go. He's one of the actual robots from the show. So that was part of the Kickstarter. So I got him. Then I get one down here that I made myself. Whoa. So this is the Mystery Science Theater Corner. I see, I see. I now, at, and all these, what conventions did you get all these at? Or just different bits and different conventions? Uh, Mystery Science Theater was mainly Kickstarter. Because I got to go on set, you know, I got to see them shoot the series. That was that was really great. That's the first TV show that I'm a fan of that I got to see them actually shoot episodes. So that was cool. What? So you to... actually saw them filming? Yes. I was able to be on set while they were shooting. Uh, season 11 uh, and season 12 of uh, Mystery Science Theater. And, of course, here's my uh, uh, Daleks back here. Oh, also, Ovo was asking what you use for your editing, like what program? I use Adobe Premiere. I've got like one of the older versions before they went subscription only. So I can run it as long as I need to without paying extra money. So cool. that's what I did there. Now, as we go into, yeah, I got pictures everywhere. Golly, you might have to move to a bigger house. Guess which room this is. <laughs> Uh, my favorite. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, the Chiana room. These or is it your autographs <gasps> from many conventions? Whoa. And of course, who's this? That's me. <laughs> Where's that one from, Paul? That's one of the creation banners. Golly, was that in one of the auctions? Well, actually, no. It's one that didn't sell for some reason. What? And they had it. Well, you know, the prices that Creation wants for all their stuff. And I guess yes. nobody bought it. I guess everybody got spent out. And I really liked it. So I wrote to them later and I said, you still got that banner? You still want to get rid of it? Yeah. So and they're like, yes. I got a deal. <laughs> and then here's my other pictures. Here's one oh of, uh, uh, let's see, Lonnie Tupu's prints in the middle. Oh, wow. I don't know if you can see. That is amazing. Wow. All, all my buddies. All my Farscape people. And then I got this wall too back here. You know, it's everywhere. You, you, oh, you might have to remove that light switch so you've got more room. <laughs> I'm actually not panning up to the naughty pictures. <laughs> yeah, good job. Don't get us kicked off Twitch. <laughs> and here, you'll guess this room here. Let's see. Wow. This is my Xena. Everyone's saying that you're putting them to shame. Uh, my Xena uh, collection. Oh, look at all your swords. Oh, my golly. <gasps> Wait, so where did you get all the swords from? Or conventions? Auctions? Or do they get. No, it's the auctions at the end of the show. They put them up, uh, I think, on Yoohoo Auctions. Gosh. Yoohoo Auctions first, and then they went over to eBay. But yeah, there's like full costumes, my lovely swords. See, they do make good decorating devices. There, that's insane. And that's awesome. This one here, that's uh, David Franklin's. That's Brutus. Ah, that's amazing. This one he was holding when he got killed. They're like, holy frail, Texoto's fandom is unmatchable. <laughs> it's like a museum, they're saying. And what this is the my heck? Funny this one. is amazing. These are, I don't know if you can see them, it's a little dark. It's my cups. 
Oh, I see, I see, I do, I do. And I bought cups because it's so much fun to just buy something you don't know where it's from, but to be watching the show and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's my cup. That's cool. This is my favorite, my absolute favorite piece. Uh, is it Cena? It's my uh, Gabrielle. Oh, it's Gabrielle. Bus. It's a life cast of Renee O'Connor. Whoa. So one of her size up there in the wall behind me. Here's Renee. Here's Renee. I'm covering up Renee. Issues. That's amazing. How so, many times have you met Renee? You want the list? <laughs> More than me? Oh, oh that's no. it. Oh, oh, there's transmission problems. Oh, it seems like the site is... Oh, oh Twitch must be having... No. How many times? Well, let's see. Uh, Whoa. My first Xenicon was... Uh, 2004, so I did 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, and I got to see her in her theater production of Macbeth right before I went to see the 20th anniversary Farscape. Yes, that's right. Because I, I remember you telling me about that. And what did you think about the 20th anniversary celebration? I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it was like the second time I've been on the Henson lot because I got the tour on the 10th anniversary of Farscape where they took, you could buy a ticket and they would take you on a tour. So I had seen most of that stuff already but any chance to get on the Henson lot you know I'll do it you know it's pretty, to see pretty you special. fire dancing of course and, you know, and we did some little sing out, songs hang out with scapers yes I had Loki very... coming with me one of the other scapers we were like partnering around all evening long so that was fun that's cool and so when uh, out of so all out of all your your beautiful treats your bust is your favorite her bust is your fa favorite what if what if i what if i made a bust would well, that I've be got, then your I've favorite your face too remember <laughs> i have your face you don't have my bust I okay i could have couldn't i you had that up for sale didn't you wait did i no that wasn't my bust i wish that was my bust she was very busty <laughs> i think it was like half a like a quarter of a bus because for the music video we uh had to build a cyborg and we're like how do we do this like like because I, I wanted her to be built from scratch and it not to look tacky on a minimum budget so uh we went to a place called dapper cadaver and they've got all these p body pieces and limbs and you know <clears throat> inside out and back to fronts and skeletons and such and as we're driving off the car couldn't be more packed with bits and pieces. I was like, if we get pulled over now, the cop will just be like, okay, off to jail you go, you freaks. <laughs> wow. So how how long has it taken you to collect all these? When did your fandom start? Was it Mystery Theatre that kicked it off? Mystery Science Theatre was the very first prop that I got because I guess that show of all the shows that I watched, that one ended first, I think. And I'd never heard of a show selling props in the show. It was unheard of back then. You know, I just saw on the web, it's like, oh, we're having an auction because they were closing everything down. They were canceled. And they said, if you want a prop, and I go, oh, a prop from my favorite show? That would be cool. So, yeah, I think I've got them over here. I don't know if they'll show up. They're probably dark. But uh, uh, right here, if I can can't see it because it's in the dark but oh. that basketball yeah that is one of the planet balls from the opening credits of mystery science theater and then the other thing's buried but i have one of the movie sign lights which is the lights on the back of the wall that flash whenever they have a movie i've got one of those that's my prized possession for mystery science theater that's, that's like, cool that's holy grail stuff do you have any clapper boards no clapper boards. 
I'm a bit of a fan of the clapperboard. I've kept the clapperboard from the close-up music video, uh, and I don't, I don't think I kept the. No, I don't have the one from Nobody Knows, but I wish I did. There's something about that that's very romantic filming when we actually use film, you know, in a camera as opposed to everything being digital now. Well, those are digital ones had the little timer in the clapboard itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe it was too expensive to hand out. Yeah, well, my well, all of Farscape, I believe, were the old-fashioned ones because I re- would remember yeah. them. Well, that probably was because we were a bit old-fashioned back then. Also, what they used to do is the Polaroids, um, and we, I, I could, you, if you, uh, you can't imagine how many ridiculous photos would take with the makeup artists and the costume girls Polaroids in between the continu- continuity shots and stuff as well. Like I had, I remember, and I, I over the years let them all go but really cool stuff because it's all the behind the scenes fun silly stuff but one of the makeup artists was saying that she worked on a film and it was i think it was called the savage land and they were showing the native children the polaroids and they it was blowing their mind because they've never seen a photo of themselves let alone a photo of themselves appearing out of nothing you know it was quite trippy and now I don't even know where you get Polaroids from anymore, if you can still sell them. They, they, I love Polaroids, old school style. I see some novelty ones. I think you can still buy a novelty camera for the kids where they can just mm. take pictures and they have an instant picture. Yeah, but, the, little, know, the little ones. I, I, I love digital cameras though, because I, my very first Farscape Con, or maybe it was a Xenicon, I had a film camera. So it's like I was taking pictures have no idea what they're going to look like until you get home and develop them. And that, yeah, remember when you had to take them in and it took two weeks to, to bring them back? Right, and, it, and if they're too dark, well then no time to adjust because it's too late. With the digital camera, man, as soon as those came out, I was just like, I can take 300 pictures and I only had to print like maybe five or six good ones so I can take mm-hmm. as many pictures as I want, you know? And that's how you get good pictures. The guys were wondering, back to the FedCon thing, so the FedCon that Paul is talking about isn't the Germany one, no. it was Texas, right, Paul? Right, I, I think people were, I think it was loosely connected at first, but then they severed ties with the FedCon in Germany because this, this group was a mess. <laughs> they had no financial support, they had no backing. As a matter of fact, I think it was Saturday the middle of the convention, John Billingsley was up on stage talking on his panel. Hotel people came in, took the mic from him and said, this place is shut down, you can't use this room anymore. <gasps> oh, that was like the, the Space City one, remember? And thank goodness, because I'd bought a whole heap of people when like just on, because I do so many comic cons, people were like, oh, you should become an agent. I'm like, I don't want any, because you never know with conventions, even if they're the most successful, it's it's hard. It's like, a, there's a lot to organize. But <clears throat> I always do suggest people. And because I know, uh, you know, so many people from the circuit, and I think we had like Russ and Melissa there for, thanks, Ginger Snaps, thank you, beautiful. Um, I think we had Russ from Creatures Shop Challenge, and I believe maybe Melissa or Lex was there. And then we were doing the premiere for Nexus, and it was the premiere for Star Trek Continues for my episode. And we pretty much, out of all the craziness, got through that one unscathed. And I have no idea, because I'm pretty sure people were rioting by the end of it, weren't they? And and holding the promoter hostage in, like, there was some weird stuff going on, because they, what, what was the show? Sons of Anarchy. That was the, yeah, Sons of Anarchy. They really went ballistic on that thing, and they felt totally ripped off, which they had a right to. I mean, I was pretty well unscathed because I had all my photo ops with you, which mm-hmm. I got. You know, I got um, Eve Miles was there. I don't know if you remember Eve. I think you got to meet her briefly because she was on a panel in Virginia, I think. And, uh, yeah. And, and Billy Piper, I think, might have been there too. So it was like they were there and she, Eve Miles did not show up for her Sunday photo op because the tickets were worthless. And she decided not to show up because she knew she wasn't getting paid for it. Uh, Epic photo ops, to their credit, refunded everybody's money even though they knew they weren't gonna get paid gonna for it. Gonna get their money, good on them. So I always buy extra photo ops from Epic because they stood up and they took the hit 
just I think are awesome. Fans wouldn't be, you know, disappointed. I, uh, you know, we have such a beautiful community, and it it just it really makes me sad when things go south. But touch wood, we've had a pretty good run. Plus, I'm a gullible Australian. You know, we're all so relaxed at home that if you go, I'll oh, just rock up and it will be all right. I'll go, okay. And people are like, wait, shouldn't you do this before and that before and get that before? And I'm like, oh, she'll be right, mate. Sometimes she's not right, mate. Well, <laughs> but mostly nice, she is. One of the nice things about Farscape is, and it's a bad thing, really, because it's not so well known as well as, you know, Star Wars or Star Trek. There's a lot of people that still don't know about Farscape, so it's not as big a convention, so you don't get that total mix of humanity. We have a really good core that discovered it like when it was first on and now we have some new cores of people coming in from Amazon yes that's a cool thing integrate rather than swamping in the whole thing yeah and isn't that special yeah it's like I know you I mean do you think I would be able to know even like Jenna Coleman you know Jenna doesn't know who I am you know I got to talk to her on zoom but she doesn't know who I am she's missing out Paul now renee is amazing because renee i don't talk to her like i talk to you i don't see her that often it's once a year photo ops and autographs and that's about it but yet she remembers me out of hundreds of thousands of people that she sees every year she remembers me just because of sheer repetition i guess swing set monkey was asking do you think comic cons are now going to turn to just completely being online no. now that all the craziness i don't think i don't think I, so because the thing is is it's the interaction that we want with each other i mean i'm proud that they have attempted to continue to you know move forward but it's kind of sucks the soul out of it a bit i mean in one way it's good because going to comic cons is expensive as we all know you got to travel you got to you know take time off from work usually you've got to book a hotel it's a big adventure kind of thing. But then that's what makes it special as well, doesn't it? And meeting the people one-on-one. Right. I'm interested to see how Dragon Con goes because that, are they still going online? I think I they are. I think I saw some things. Yeah, I think they're going a little virtual. Yeah, and San Diego Comic Con went online. And right. I mean, it's good because we could, in that, in that respect, it's good because people line up for panels for, comic, for San Diego Comic Con for days and days and days and have been waiting for tickets so it gave us a sneak peek for free at cool panels and everything so that was fun well, especially like the thing with uh, Jenna Coleman it's like okay it was a two-minute zoom okay and I spent a fair amount of money for that two-minute zoom but there was no other additional expenses where else could I talk to Jenna Coleman for two minutes with nobody breathing over my shoulder saying yeah. hurry up you know it's like you had two minutes you could talk and then a relaxed little meet and greet and then you have the recording later so you can watch that as many times as you want i mean that's something you can't get at a regular it's different car. yeah that's true that yeah, that's true so there definitely are some upsides and i guess also we can yeah like people that would probably never maybe come to conventions because of you know Travel. them being in a different yeah location and everything all you have to do is turn on your twitch or turn on your you know your interwebs and and find us so in that in that way it's really cool and i also heard that there was an amazing farscape panel at san diego comic con paul yeah there was i recorded it <laughs> thank god right? <laughs> right so let's talk about that shall we this and is of course, my... to make it all complete i forgot to start recording this so oh don't <laughs> worry I, I well we'll save it just remind me to save it after but you have to remind me because you know how i go see we're even now we're even <laughs> <laughs> see so i begged paul to help us out with the san diego comic con panel because i knew um i had to organize all the rapscallions all the aliens all the creatures from all over the world so we had ricky manning tuning in from la and kirk thatcher coming from la and me coming from la then we had lani tufu who plays Crace, uh, 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 uh paul goddard who plays stark and bracker david, david franklin all coming in from Sydney and then Commandant Grazer, Rebecca Riggs was coming in from Brisbane. So there was a lot of time zones, a lot of emails, a lot of wrangling back and forward. And they all were very well behaved little Vegemites and they came in when I sent the link and everything. I said, please, Paul, can you 
press record and come and hang out and you know and and work your magic because i know if i know me i know that, that i'm gonna muck it up somehow and guess what happened i still think you need to uh put a clip of that blooper or that outtake before the panel started where everybody's asking david if he has his pants on <laughs> Farscape people do they're so hysterical like i so when they like last year for dragon con i'm like okay guys i got us on dragon con tv and you know then we're going to do an interview here then we're going to meet up with brian we're going to do an interview behind the stage then when we do do the interview i've made these uh cool p promo things because the fans dig it you know it helps sales as well it helps promote the limited edition then we're going to go off and when you, you're promoting Farscape, make sure you say your hashtag they're like who are you? <laughs> and I was like, because this guy, I didn't realize that the convention and the fans, fandom is so entrenched in my blood and my makeup because I know how much you guys dig, you know, the, the, the exclusives and the one-offs and the meet and greets and you want to know where you can find Farscape. And I know that Farscape wants to come back. So I'm like, when we do our interviews and stuff, we've got to remember to tell people this is where you can follow it and this is where you can see it because you know it's and anthony was like whoa you were you were on next level comic con queen <laughs> i was like sorry i just love them so much <laughs> that's amazing all right so what what video should we wrap it up with if if i can press the right button paul <laughs> well would you like xena uh, farscape We'll put it to the chat room. Chat room. What? Give us, give us your list of cool things, Paul, and then the chat room can I, make I would their vote. Vote for the Men in Black. That's one of my favorite Tiana videos. Cool. That's your pick. Do you want to throw it to the room, or are, there, are you happy? Farscape. We're getting Farscape. Farscape. Give us Farscape. All right. Yeah. Now, so, Paul. Do Men in Black. It's at the bottom, kind of at the bottom of the list. If you can. All right. All right. So where, what do you, so you're, are you in full chilled retire, retirement time now? Or can you tell the guys what you did before you, you, you became my one man marketing team and I, Oracle and God? Well, I was working at a TV station in West Texas for like 30 years. I started out doing master control work and then I went on to directing newscasts for 15 years, uh, did commercial production, ended up in engineering, which I hated. And that's what killed all my creative processes, just no. going into engineering and doing mindless uh, fixing of people's computers and upgrades and just totally not creative stuff. So I'm trying to get out of the dead head syndrome. That's very disheartening that you, something you loved so much and then you just saw the icky but, side but of it. You know, like, in, the, in the end, it worked out because I made myself work until I could retire. And at the very first opportunity, and I mean the very first, I quit immediately. So I would have time to do the stuff that I wanted to do and just regroup. Because if I hadn't stayed, I might have gone to someplace else, not made as my money last as long or go as far because that's one thing about west texas it's just pretty cheap so that's if cool. i stay here i have money to do this kind of stuff yeah we like that good job paul now before we wrap it up chat room if you have any other questions uh that i've missed because uh, you know me I, I i work like this eyes crossed I'm multitasking one woman show. Uh, so if you've got any other questions for Paul that you would like before before we release the man and he goes and works on the promo for tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm censoring Calvin right now. Are you? Is he being naughty? Yeah, because you know it's going to be big and it's going to be a big one. Uh, definitely living the dream there, Juju Bean says. You realize you want to be creative, not, not sturgent. Uh, just enjoyable to hear you guys chat. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, also, Paul, through the week, what have we got? Tomorrow, we've got Jakey coming in, my beautiful brother, and we do a jam session. Right. And then Wednesday, I guess, is our new Farscape day, huh? Yeah, what that will be our, everybody's favorite where they have two Giannas. 
Oh, cool. That's a good episode. I hate that scene. I cannot watch this scene where there's two Tianas and then all of a sudden there's one Tiana. It's not right, is it? It's so no, good. It's, it's, oh. it's heartbreaking. And he, um, Shane plays such a good baddie. Oh, it's so good. I like that episode. It's then really dark. Gotta ask I like the group. Do they want to see the Farscape episodes with no Chiana in them? Or do they want to watch all the episodes? Because some because people we... want to watch the ones even if you're not in them. Uh, but I don't know what to talk about. I mean, I could talk general questions, but like, maybe we should just do it. How many episodes are we not in, Paul? I think there's like five. I had a list. Oh, okay. So it's not a huge amount. Yeah, but they're is, important is... episodes. It's the one where the uh... other crisis, you know. I don't even know if I've seen them. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should watch them. <laughs> no, you're right. I should watch them. I mean, like, there is serious talk that Farscape's coming back and I need to do my homework. So if I don't watch them, I'll get in trouble. So I will watch them. Oh, here's a funny story. Uh, just before everyone says goodnight. So when I was calling up Paul today um, to ask him about with the clips and, you know, the general chat... Did you hear the gas man come in, Paul? I don't think so. So, this the uh, the guy came to fix our gas, whatever, right? And oh he yeah, comes, yeah, yeah. I, I did he, that. He comes in and he sees the back of the wall and he goes, "Oh, who's in the Farscape?" <laughs> and I'm looking all bedraggled, you know, doing the promo stuff. I haven't had a shower or anything like that. I've been running around getting music video stuff all day, and I and. Jed's like, oh, you like Farscape, do you? And Sky's, you know, buffing about. And she, and he's like, oh, it's my favourite all-time show. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be fun. And Paul's on the phone as well. And he goes, uh, and Jed goes, well, there's Chiana. That's Chiana right there. And he's like, huh? No way. Like this. And it's always so funny because, you know, it's a, it's a certain type of person. There's a lot of people that have never heard of Farscape, but the people that have are usually quite, quite, you know, it, quite excited by it because it's a very special, you know, journey that we've all experienced together. So that was super cool. And he was here for hours. So we were talking and talking and talking. And he says that um, I told him about Twitch. He goes, look, to be honest with you, I'll, I'll check it. I'll, I'll check it out. But I played Dungeons and Dragons at that time. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't I don't want to interrupt your Dungeons and Dragons. Um, he goes, but maybe if you've uploaded it to YouTube or something after. So, Aaron, if you are watching this episode, hello, we're just talking about you. And also, thanks for fixing the gas. And also, um, he had some pretty cool Chiana plot points that he wanted to see in the new series. Uh, he said, wouldn't it be cool if Chiana turned out to be a baddie? And Dargo's death has made her, like, really crazy and she just you know goes and does all these sort of revenge things you know she's not a bad person but she's just not right and i'm like that sounds awesome <laughs> you should read the comics then oh really yeah. i haven't even got there yet find the oh, comics you... on chiana i didn't like them because what oh. they did with chiana but maybe you will Ooh. also i've been talking to our comic uh, book team and trying to uh, trying to rustle up blue shift again so that's happening i've got a cool couple of ideas that's bubbling that, that we're bubbling away that are bubbling away for a couple of little scripts that i've had for a long time i'm like okay i've just got to focus and get them done and you guys have all been a big inspiration for that hey paul where can people do you mind if people connect with you online or do you prefer to be incognito well i mean my my facebook page is public so they can see anything they want you know i've got tons of pictures and that's my unspellable name, Paul Gabagliotti. I spell it for them. Okay, P A U L. <laughs> that good? Done. Yes, yeah, good. Good. T check. Tick. Oh, you want it all? Yeah. Well, they're gonna find you. They're gonna stalk you. R A B O G L I A T T I. Okay, that's Gabagliotti. Okay. That's all. You've almost got a GG. No. Because, you know, when I say my name, I go G-I-G-I. -I, and the amount of times that people repeat it back and they go, T you mean T-I-T-I? -T -I? I'm like, no, it's not Titi. No one would call their daughter Titi. 
<laughs> Try my name for a change. I know. You've got a mouthful of a lot. Where is it from? Is it Italiano? Where is that? It's from? Italian, but that's why when people say, how do you spell your name? I usually go P-A-U-L. He's very cheeky, he is. He's a naughty boy. I'm a mini frunium. A mini mini frunium. We love you, Paul. Thank you for being our, our sacrificial uh, twitch twitcherunierium. I think uh, it went well, except for the first video. I think it was... Oh, you loved it. What are you talking yeah. about? You go back and check that link that you sent me. I'm, I swear to God, I pressed the right link. Yeah, Sabotage. All right. I love you guys. Um, thank you for... Oh, also, this week... Uh, so, Wednesday, we've got Eat Meat. Thursday, we have Yvonne Escoto from Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge, one of the creature designers joining us as well. And then on Friday... We might do a, a tricky episode or a rescue episode or maybe watch um, Quantum Apocalypse or something like that. Have a think about it, gang, and let us know what you want. But we're going to wrap it up now. Make sure you uh, check out Paul online. If you can't find him online, he'll be here uh, moderating for us and working around the clock, helping promote and sharing the love of our Twitch because we're both trying to keep this beautiful community alive. So the more we can share it, the better. Thank you, babe. Absolutely. Love you so much. Have a good night. You too. Night, say hi. Say hi to Texas. <laughs> Bye. We love our Paul. All right, I'm hanging up now, Paul, so I can show them the video. Go for it. Wee. All right, let's do Paul's video. Oh no, did I muck it up? Probably. Do boo do boo boo. All right, guys. So wrapping it up for the day. Here is Paul's beautiful um, episode. Oh, also, we do have a Zoom hangout uh, for Tuesday. If you want to come and hang out with us on Zoom, here's the link there. Uh, do, 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 do. Here, uh, you can pick up your ticks here, but I put, the, I put the link in the chat room just there. One more time if you missed it. There you go, if you want to pick up a little ticket. We can all hang out and do meet and greets and fun stuff with each other. We chat for about an hour. And uh, now I'm going to give you, hopefully, the right, the right music video from Paul. This is one of his Chiana's, Chiana videos, Men in Black. Let's see if I can get this right. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Oh, wait. Oh, there's so many in here. Men in Black. I think I got it right. Yes, yes. Oh, this is really good. Oh my god. Wait, I'm starting it again. Ready and go. Have a good night. Bye. Happy Monday. Share the love. Thank you for the follows. Thank you for the subscriptions. Big, big shout out to Monkey Bum. Have a good night. If you're new to the channel, press follow.
inside your body. <laughs> Every time I think that there's more to you than a pair of pushed-up bloomers and a corset, you disappoint me. Yeah. I'll take that. So come. Loose as Janna. 